Hey humans, it's Jakea. And it's Veronica. And welcome to Behind, Behind the, the Mic. Join us Behind the Mic every Wednesday to talk about everything from pop culture to lifestyle. And who knows, we might have a few special guests along the way. Speaking of special guests, we have one with us here today. Shania, talk to the crowd, lovely. What's up? What's good, everybody? My name's Shania. Um... I am a Mexican-American first-generation student here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Period. Period. Cool. Uh, I am a marketing major in the College of Business. Shout out to Cobb. We love the corn cob here. <laughs> oh, okay. Proceed. It's, it's, it's good to have you here, Shania. It's great to... That, this is our first guest, y'all. This shit been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially like post midterm, it's just been tough. But um, something that we do, um, that we try to do every beginning of the episode, is we do some highs and lows of the day, week, even life. You know, depends on how we all feeling. So, should I want to start us off? I will. I'll also mention we do this in my English class. So this will be my second high and low of the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be more honest here. My low today was that I woke up feeling like death. Oh, I don't know what happened maybe i slept crooked maybe i'm dying i woke up like my back had been cracked into like 15 million pieces god i damn. couldn't move god damn. i went back to sleep i woke up and i was like was that a fever dream <laughs> <laughs> it's just deja vu like uh, my high of today of live was uh break that was really nice mm. and then Lucky it's just know. having a car on campus because mm. Y'all, the way, <laughs> the way I don't be here on the weekends, lucky fuck. I be at home. Y'all lucky fuck, boy. Y'all both lucky. I'm going to go next. My low is mm-hmm. I stayed in Lincoln for oh. fall break, and oh. all of you guys oh. were I in forgot. Omaha. Y'all, I saw, I saw Jakea's story, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, are you still at the door? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jakea, you let me know when you want to go down to Omaha. I didn't go outside for two days. Oh. Uh, when I went outside, I felt like, you know, I'd been reborn. So that was my low. Period. I had to work. No one would take my shift because, you know, people were like that. Um, my high is, um, I'm glad this guest episode is happening. Me too. You know, something different, something new. I'm excited. Period. Um, I'm gonna start with my low. My low is, (laughs) y'all, my lab project is due on Friday at 11.59. And (laughs) that shit is not done. It's nowhere near done. Um, I might just have to pedal to the metal, you know, have a couple sleepless nights, look at that late work policy, you know, a couple of things. But listen, it's going to have to get done. It needs to get done. It has to get done. Um, no, 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 no talkbacks. Um, but yeah, and then my high was also break. It was cool going back home. I went to my both of my little my younger brothers. Um mini league games and shit this is my low too them big ass little kids who play for the what, what, what are they called the, the the junior bears whatever the fuck that is number 48 <laughs> tell your mama to stop feeding you steak dinners you big ass little boy because <laughs> this boy was hopping on my little brother i'm like oh my god get him up get him up like it was 
was just so hard to watch. But, you know, shout out to my little brother, Jamel. He was really, that boy, that boy was fighting for his life. <laughs> they pulled my brother's cleat off. They pulled my brother's pants off. They almost yeah. took his fucking helmet off, but he still made that touchdown, ho. Moving to another segment, and it's called Guest Night. So... It's like almost six o'clock, so that's why it's called night because it's literally almost six o'clock and it's daylight savings still, so it's about to get dark outside soon. But the whole premise of this game is, you know, everybody knows it's not a guest night without a good conversation or a deeper card. So we chose deeper. Um, so you finna know all of our business. <laughs> and yeah, we're just gonna go around and we're gonna read our cards and we're just gonna we're gonna get into what's teas. Um so my icebreaker, of course I get this shit. Do you have a favorite play or musical? I was a theater kid, y'all, throughout high school. Like, I was like the, I was Fiona in Shrek. I was a lead role on a musical called Once on this Island. I, like, did a bunch of, like, performance stuff. But my favorite musical has to be, or play, well, it's a mix of both. It's Tyler Perry. Um, mm. It's Tyler Perry's yeah, What's Done in the Dark. That shit was so good. I rented <laughs> I rented that shit on YouTube for $5.99 and watched it for the week it was available to me. Y'all, that shit was so good. It was just so good. Like, I am very non-dominational. I don't really align with traditional religion. So it's just was like, you know, it's like when I listen to gospel, like, of course I listen to black people. So like they, mm -hmm. that shit was so good. Like there was one point in time in the in the play where Shawty was singing and she was like, I know this is a show, but we have to take a break to praise the Lord. And I was like, yes, I agree. I agree. It's just so good. And then on top of that, like, it's just so real and raw. And I, my personal opinion is I really enjoyed the plays with Medea. I feel like movie Medea is very, like, Mm -hmm. Over exaggerated sometimes, but play Medea. Play Medea is a lot. Better. She's funny and she's she's yeah. very you know therapist like hood mm -hmm. therapist. So I love yeah. me a good a yeah. good Tyler Perry play. Um, I'm gonna take a little I guess controversial approach. Hamilton. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Girl, some, people are some people are like, oh, like I don't know. They feel kind. Of, like, it is a glorification of history yeah. behind like the like the founding fathers yeah like, but like i that, love so. lynn miranda like i mm -hmm, love that man mm -hmm, he is so mm -hmm. talented it's and like it's like a good ass soundtrack like i'll give it that i love me a good soundtrack yeah i can't deny it. it's good music good yeah. writing but it's just yeah it's just it's like historical you know, glorification of mm -hmm. it, you know yeah but yeah i'm gonna say hamilton um i actually would also say hamilton yeah because like we all we all were in eighth grade and that shit came out, and all of our professors were like, I don't have to teach the breakup story anymore. Yeah. Lynn can do it. Yeah. Can't relate. Oh. <laughs> my but, professor did. But, like, my like my friends, they all had, like, the craze of Hamilton, and I really didn't. I watched that shit back to back. Oh, my God. I've never yes. seen it. Like, I've only heard the music, and I feel like I want to see it, but I want to see it live. I don't want to see that shit on TV. Oh my god, I want to see it live with the original cast. So Ooh, bad. that would be so like good. I need to, I need because they they want, they want a Tony for that shit, right? Yeah, I think so. And oh boy, who plays? Oh, he plays so many fucking characters. But what's his name? <laughs> you know, it's a good musical when one character is playing like ten different. And people. it's so yes. good. It's like it's good. What I understand. The fine Anthony Ramos. This is oh. oh oh my yes. god oh my so, god guys no he cheated I know I know I know I know I know, I know, I know. Uh. like every time dude 
dude, he's in the new Transformers movie. And so when we went to see, and I didn't know he was in it. Mm-hmm. And we went to go see it, and I was like, oh, this motherfucker. But, and I'm always like, it's going to be so good because he's here. But then I'm like, you're a fucking cheater. <laughs> so I can't even root for you, bro. I can't root for it. But cheater. here's the thing. So me and my sister were watching it. And so we're watching it. Don't say anything. So we, we ended up talking about it because we both were trying to act like we didn't like it. Oh, so it's like, ho, we were, so I hate a motherfucker like so you. Me, me and Charity were like, we were like, so what about, oh, we were like, yeah. Like, we were screaming. He Listen, when I had the big, I had the biggest crush on that guy until I found out he cheated. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know why I'm taking it so personal. He didn't cheat on me, but like, it's like, damn, you're a cheater. So it's like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that man. And Lynn Miranda. Yeah. Yes. Or another musical I really like is Hades Town. It's just like a, it's a more real world depiction of like the story of like Hades and Persephone mm, and then I like love Greek. other yeah I love Greek mythology oh, so that was really good the soundtrack was bomb as fuck I went to Chicago so I saw it live Ooh. so it was it was good as fuck my mom seen Lion King on Broadway oh nope like oh and she's like it's like the best thing she's like I that's really a flex it is she's like I want you guys to go I think she's seen the color purple too that's my mom's oh! movie. Oh, you Y'all. Got, somebody's excited for the release. Y'all, I'm a color I, purple fanatic. I, 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 I read the book. Ooh. I read the book. That's my mom. I watched favorite. the movie. I have sang a song from the musical. <laughs> I've seen the musical. So I'm turned as fuck for this. Yeah, I'm so Even excited. though I am a Oprah hater. Me too. Thank you, Oprah, for the movie. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Miss Winfrey. I, I think I'm going to surprise my mom and take her to see it or something. Okay, but my card is, what is the most difficult thing you've ever done? Um, <laughs> I think the most difficult fuck. thing I've ever done. Damn, that is so deep. I think my, like, I feel like just in general, the most difficult thing I've ever done is just friendship breakups. Hmm. I feel like... There are some people who I've been friends with and we just could not be friends with each other anymore for whatever reason. And like sometimes like I'll see a photo in our phone in my phone or two and I'll just be like, damn, like what if? Cause like I me personally, I'm one of those people where my friends are literally like my family away from my family type shit. Like my friends are like those are my dogs. Like I'll do anything for my friends. And like the one thing that anybody who's like cool as fuck with me would ever tell you and even like acquaintances with me is one thing about me. Like if you need me, I'm there. Like I will put everything else aside and I'll be there for you type shit. You need help with your homework. I'm 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 gonna get my shit done first or I'm gonna let you come in while I'm getting my shit done and we gonna do this shit together. Like mm-hmm. you need anything, you need advice. Even when I be help. editing, you Yeah, like I be, be I try there. my best to be there because like I said, y'all, like there have been times where I've gone through different types of things where it's kinda of felt like, oh yeah, like nobody's ever there for me. Like I've gone through the point where it's felt like, oh yeah, like I'm by myself and I hated that feeling. So I've never wanted anybody else to go through that. So it's just like, that's why I'm such like a ride or die for my home girls, for my peoples for real, because it's just like, I just make it, I just understand how it's like to be by yourself, but not be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like being in a crowd of people and feel, still feel like you're like that single one doubt. I, mm-hmm. I know how it feels like to be left out. I know how it feels like to have plans done right in front of you and you not get invited. I know how it feels like for you to be in a group of people and, you know, you think those are your friends, but they're talking behind you in your back. I know how it feels like to, you know, 
have a group chat made without me. I know how all that shit feels like, and I never want anybody to go through that ever because it's just like, I know how much it crushed my spirit and my self-esteem as a person, and I only want to elevate the people in my life because at the end of the day, like, if you're not around people who elevate you, why are you around them? Type shit. I just always want people to feel loved when they're around me. So it's just like, when I go through those friendship breakups or those moments where I'm just like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. It's always so hard because I don't want them to feel like I'm not saying I don't love you or I don't want to be there for you any longer. But it's just like we can't be in the same proximities with each other and elevate each other. So let's elevate each other from a distance. And that's just an example of the clean version Mm -hmm. of the breakups. I've had the messy ones where, you know, beefing on social media and shit like that. And it's just kind of been like, I look back at that till this day and I'm just like, that was so unnecessary and that was so problematic and that Mm -hmm. did not need to happen. But, you know, shit happens, you know. At the end of the day, I try to live my life with the, you know, no regrets. You know, that version of me decided to make that choice because she thought that that, that is what was best in that situation so I really try to lead my life that way but friendship breakups are always so difficult for me because it's just like I kind of see like I kind of see my friends as like my siblings you know type shit like that like I like even at that like sometimes like I'll talk to my friends I'm like oh you remind me of my sister you remind me of my brother Mm -hmm. you remind me of my my mom or something like that like I just I just love having that type of bond with people and I'm a very emotional person like once you like break down like the surface level wall like I'm a very emotional person like smallest shit make me cry like a cute little baby video I'm quick to shed a tear or two um so it's just like when I have those moments with my friends where I'm just like damn I don't think I can be friends with them anymore it's kind of like I try to deter from it as much as possible Mm -hmm. to the point where it's just like there's no more looking back at it. Like, it, it has to end. Mm-hmm. And it's always the hardest part. I'll go next. Um, what was it? The most difficult thing I've done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this. Uh, and I think I have to say it was adapting to the U.S. Um, and, I mean, I'm a natural-born citizen, whatever. But my parents moved back to Mexico when I was about six months old. Mm-hmm. So from there to the age of eight, I was raised in Mexico. Spanish was my first language. You know, I grew up around all my family over there. I grew up in the ranches. I grew up in a really small town. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Good then vibes. we moved back here. Uh. Where, and like, I don't, sometimes when I talk about this, when I think about this, I like, it feels like imposter syndrome. America is so cold. Yes. Like, like feeling wise. And, like, the thing is that, like, what makes me so weird about, like, talk, like, what makes me feel so weird about talking about it is that I went to a predominantly Hispanic elementary school. I went to a predominantly mm-hmm. Hispanic middle school. I was never around people who weren't my people, mm-hmm. but they weren't my people. Mm-hmm. Because whether they immigrated here when they were children, whether they were born here, whether we had the same heritage, whether we were only a couple countries away whether our parents knew each other mm-hmm. they like all of the people that were there had been raised there right mm-hmm. they all knew english they all knew spanish parents migrated to america in like the early 2000s so they thought that would like hinder my education mm-hmm. once i started like getting into elementary school so they're like we're gonna put you through esl because like they heard 
how strong my parents' accents was, especially my mom's, especially when I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'd be with my mom the majority of the time, and yeah. they were like, put that bitch in there. Wait, so was English your first language? Yes. Oh, so they were just like... They so assumed... Oh. Yeah, it was, like, very unneeded. Like, they assumed that because my parents weren't American and didn't, like, speak like the clearest of English that you could that yeah that would possibly hinder my learning and in reality it didn't so mm. like yeah. it was just kind of like okay it was just no point mm-hmm. like and I mean I don't have nothing against ESL um mm-hmm. I'll say the first time that my teacher like I didn't know I was getting put into that nobody told me that right um just put you in there yeah um so the first time that this person like the teacher came to like pick me up from class you know like we're in elementary school, so they come to your class, they call you out, they mm-hmm. talk to you in the hallway, then you all walk single file line. As soon as she turned around, I went back inside the classroom. <laughs> I didn't know we were going somewhere else. For uh-huh. real. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else had to explain it to me in Spanish. And, mm-hmm. like, I always had a translator in class. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, I don't, I don't know. I know it's hard feelings for everybody because, like, you want to pay attention to your own education. It's not fair to other people to have to be a translator mm-hmm. yeah. to another student. Um, and I'll be forever grateful for those people who helped me in my education. Um, I hate And that. I'll be forever, mm-hmm. like, sorry that I took away from theirs. Mm-hmm. But Because also it's, like, the educational system, that's their fault. Yes. Because, it's like, why are you employing another, let's use an example, another seven-year-old... Mm-hmm. As a Spanish translator, why don't you have a Spanish translator on hand? Yeah, like, we're both learning the same words. How are you supposed to translate that? They don't even know what it is. Yeah, girl. She just got here, too. Like, Like, yeah. I hate that. And that just shows how much, like, how, how, like, just colonized everything is. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. It's just, like, you're so focused on assimilating everybody else that you don't even think about, oh, yeah, what about the people who aren't there yet? And then yeah. you're getting somebody else who isn't there yet to teach somebody else who's far from there yet to do the work. And it's just like, and they're doing it for free. Yeah. yeah. For the free. Yeah. For the free ski? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think, I mean, that was just difficult because like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Like all of these people share my culture. Like they like mariachi. They eat tamales on Christmas. We speak the same language. It's going to be great. But it was still really hard to make friends because mm-hmm. um, like I didn't know the same like bitch. I don't know who the fuck the Jonas Brothers are. Also, yeah. Kids are like, assholes too. So. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. And so like I'd be happy when I got a little. I had this one friend all the way. We were in. We were in dance classes together at the school. Her name is Abby. She, I think she goes to the College of St. Mary now. I haven't talked to her since we we went to the same middle school. We went to different high schools. But she was my first friend. Mm. And she stayed my friend. And if I get to reconnect with her, I love that bitch so much. Mm -hmm. She had so much energy in her. She was like the greatest person to me ever. And she never held it against me Mm -hmm. that I was not there yet. Yeah. Mm. Like she was always a good friend of me and that shit didn't matter to her. And mm. I I love her so much. That's and I haven't so talked sweet. to her in forever. But I'm so grateful for her because she she was my place of comfort. Mm-hmm. And I know to some level I was a place of comfort for her as well. Yeah. Cause I know she also needed that at the time. And yeah. So, so she made me feel like I did belong. And I feel like belonging has always been a really rough part for me and mm-hmm. that's why i feel like i do so much because i want to fit 
Oh, I felt that. I, like, I have to find my place so bad mm-hmm. to the point where I've just created spaces for myself. Because mm-hmm. I, like I, yeah. I cannot feel that feeling of I'm not belonging. Cry. That's, that's yeah, no, I have a I have an alter ego, and that is that is her, like, the one who's out and about, running all around, doing everything, and mm-hmm. all that stuff like that. Like, I, I've, like, expressed to, like, many people on several occasions that it's just, like, I feel like you think I'm a busy body, but in my mind, I'm doing everything but nothing at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I felt that. And yeah. that's that's truly imposter, sy- imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. like, to the T. Because it's like, you know, when you're in charge of people, I tell people all the time, like, I've been in leadership roles. Like, I was, like, a dance captain for my show choir last year. And one time we were all having a conversation. I told him, I was like, when I'm at home, I'm not thinking about y'all. Important. I'm thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the truth, and I'm just like, you got to put you first. You need to. You have to. Mm-hmm. And it like it took me so long to learn that that as a leader, I feel like I have to tell people that like mm-hmm. when I go home, I'm not thinking about the next activity we can do to mm-hmm. make your experience fun. I'm thinking about the next thing I can do to make sure I'm okay. Yes, because yeah. you can't you cannot lead when you're in a bad state of mind. Like mm-hmm. I'll be honest, there was there was a point in my senior year where I was I was falling apart and I needed to take a breather. And I think I communicated that with some people, not everybody. But I was like, I need to breathe. Because I cannot, like, if I fall apart, this falls apart. Yeah. And so you mm-hmm. need to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And I cannot, I'm like, I yeah. can't be here right now. I knew I was really, like, falling out of it. Because I was, like, having, like, dreams. And, like, I would be in these dreams and I could not physically breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I would wake up, like, gasping for air. And I'm just like, yep, that's... That's the universe letting me know, bitch, shit the fuck down. Because it was just, it was like, yeah. And I, I feel like that's just a part of, like, being a child of migrants and stuff. It's just, like, I feel like I haven't had the traditional American upbringing. So I feel like I have to fight to feel like an American. Yes. And now since I'm at an age where I'm, like, Okay, like it, it's not, it's never that serious. I was just like, girl, my culture is my culture. I be chilling. Like, I'm glad I have something to lay against. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like at the end of the day, when America's doing their shit, I'm like, thank fucking God I'm not an originator of this bitch. Because, <laughs> because when America's doing their shit, I'm like, bitch, I'm not even American. <laughs> I'm not even American. I'm living my best life. This is just my nationality. Like, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just vibing, you know. I got my little cute little citizenship and it's. Deuces. Mm -hmm. That segues us into our lifestyle topics, which we can just conjoin them together, which is just seasonal depression and self-image in college. How how have you been? Like your semester? Um, you know, uh, because like people do have the perception that like business is easy. Oh, guys, and it's not. (laughs) That's on my TikTok. It's like business. Um, (laughs) Business major just chilling. (laughs) I'll tell y'all my hardest class is accounting, and I'll tell y'all why it's Uh -uh. hard. It's because I was not paying attention. (laughs) Like I'm gonna be honest. If you like, if you're struggling in a business class as a freshman right now, or like. Um, actually, I know a lot of people are doing their core classes, so not even as a freshman, but like you're. If you're struggling in business with the with the one on ones with the one on ones, yeah, take your ass to the TLC because you gonna need it. Cause it's not like it's not the hardest field, and um, I wouldn't say it's the easiest field. There's definitely aspects to it, 
I don't, I wouldn't describe any of it as necessarily difficult. I just think it's a lot of common sense and it's a lot of, you have to know what you're doing. You can't just BS it all the time. Um, Like there's shit you gotta know. You gotta know where to put what, because business is very strategic. It's very specific. Oh, okay. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of differences that you might think are very similar. Like I thought they were very similar and then I find out that they're not. Mm-hmm. Like guys, credit and debit, whole new thing, mm. whole new thing in accounting. And I was like, excuse me. Mm. Um, but you know, like semester academic wise, it's been fine. Uh, second to accounting, my most demanding class is an elective, because mm. <sighs> you know how science be. But I'm not even. I'm taking a theoretical science. Like it's mm. not even. It's not even bad for real. Right. So. Academically, I'm doing just fine. Um, mentally, with this semester. Mentally, mentally, uh, regards to academics, I feel I feel good. I don't feel bad about that. Um, however, being here, you know, like my parents dropped me off. Whatever, we did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We got dinner, dropped me off. They left, and I was like, oh, I'm good. The moment that door closed, I broke down. Mm. And, Real. like, I'm not tight with my family like that. Like, Same. my brother and I are four years apart. So, these last four years, I do be feeling like an only child. We talk every once in a while. Um, me and my parents, we're, we're going through that stage where I'm, like, mm, like, I'm trying to be my own person. And they're really traditional. Same. So, it's a lot of what's going on here mm-hmm. um and like i miss my family but then i go back home and i'm like i don't want to be here take me back to the for dorm house. take me back to the dorm for real i'm like i'll get in my car right now mm-hmm. but like and then i feel bad because i'm like i'm not spending time with my family and mm-hmm. i miss them and they know i miss them and i know they miss me but there's definitely like a weird divide there right now mm-hmm. um and then guys i went so i got with my boyfriend uh, like just before graduating high school. I love my boyfriend. Um, that man, I know that that is the man I'm gonna marry someday. Oh. That's gonna be the father of my children. That's the man that. I wanna spend with the, like, the rest okay, of my life. Okay, guys. <laughs> I love that. So, and I, the moment we started dating, we did not stop hanging out. Like for like a month. Wait, you, guys, guys, can I put this in here? You asked me about this person <laughs> when we were done. She's like, I don't. I, uh-huh. Jakea and I was like, "Hey, I feel like the best relationships start with like zero expectations." Yeah. Yes, yes. But like the moment he and I started hanging out, I didn't go a day without hanging out with that man for at least I remember. A month. Mm-hmm. Like every single day I was seeing him. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm with I'm with my boyfriend. I'm with I'm with, the, I'm with this guy. <laughs> um and so like from being with him all summer to and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful I get to see him every weekend. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen him every weekend but one. Um, I mean, there's people that don't see their families for months, for breaks. Yeah. I've been so grateful to see my boyfriend every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for the time that I get to spend with him. But when I, like, ugh, life kicked me in the ass the other day. Because tell me why I come back from having, like, the best weekend ever. I feel there's butterflies in my stomach. Uh-huh. There's I feel like I just had a home cooked flan. Mm-hmm. I feel happy. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. Something happy. It 
something happened it turned my whole mood upside down i felt like shit and i was like i just want my boyfriend right now i mm-hmm. just want to hug i just want to cuddle mm-hmm. and he's 55 miles away uh, that's so, so specific that's so sad so that's when that's when i feel my or like when i know he's going through something and i can't be there Ugh, and I'm like, that. I'm about to, I'm about to, like, I'd be like, so I'm about to skip my fucking Thursday classes and go see my boyfriend because I, I need to, I need Bruce to give is. him a fucking hug. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's. I wish I had those kind of problems. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then, mm. I, like, I'd be thinking about it. I'm like, this is going to be my life for the next months, years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's only the hardest, being able to see him at limited the hardest time. pill to swallow. Yes. But it's like, but in the end, like, this is going to give us a happy life. Like, oh. He and I pursuing That's our so education real. is so gonna give us such a good future that the sacrifice of not seeing him every fucking day is okay right now. Y'all finna start crying. <laughs> so I need a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think for me, like even just expanding off what Shania said, like for me personally, like my dynamic, I just, I just give so much. I try to give all the love I can yes. because I feel like. Growing up, I was such, like, a loving kid, and, like, I just, and I feel like I was, like, a daddy's girl for, like, a oh, good minute too. of my me life. Too. So, like, I have issues. And, like, ooh, ooh, I'm so sorry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even at that, like, me and my brother, like, me and my eldest brother, like, we was like this. Like, we are like, two peas in a pod. That was my dog. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I feel like the, the type of bonds that I've had with, like, the men in my life, like, even my uncles, like, I feel like the type of bond that I've had with the men in my life, like, I've had so much immense love for them that it's just, like, turned me into, like, a love machine. And, like, I think for me, like, one of the things when I started, like, when I first got together with my partner, it was just so very much, like, ugh, I, like, hope, I just don't want it to be something where it's, like, once I really start going, like, full-blown, like, this is really all, like, that's this is all that's being, like, captured, like, captured in my soul right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it to be, like, this is too much. Because, mm-hmm. like, one thing about me, like, like I said, like, I'm an emotional gal. Like, mm-hmm. one thing about me, I will cry. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just the truth about it. Like, I might hide it. I might make it seem like it's not, this is the type of person I am. But that is the type of person that I am. And it's just, like, I don't want to, I didn't want to build a dependency. Or I didn't want to build something where it's just like, oh, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I'm being like this or I'm being like that. Like, I was just thinking about all the downfalls of me being such a lover. Mm -hmm. And it was just making it, I felt like for the first couple of dates, like, it just, like, for me personally, I feel like it was like an instant, like, fall. Like, that's what I kind of felt like. It just felt so instant to the point where it felt wrong. Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, oh, man. This well, is, I like this, this nigga. This is, <laughs> no, 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 I'm like, oh. yeah. I'm like, uh, it, I'm like, damn. Yeah. This is my man. Like, yes. it was like talking to my sisters about it. Like, I'm talking about, I'm just like, guys, like, mind you, y'all, like, me and, and the thing was, like, example, like, one thing about when me and my partner first got together, he didn't have a wallet. He mm. did not have a wallet. He was just like, you know, I washed it in a washing machine and I just didn't bother to get a new one. So, mind you, we're not together. So, like, Father's Day weekend, you know the little sales that they be having on, like, watches, wallets, and shit like that. I bought him a wallet. Mm-hmm. I bought him, like, a real nice, spiffy-looking wallet. Mm-hmm. Original price, $60. I got it for $20. i am going to say, I thought the wallet was a metaphor for being broke. I didn't think you were talking about, a, like, a physical wallet. No, it was a, it was a physical wallet. It was a physical wallet. And, like, that was, like, 
that was like my first gift to him like a physical Aww. wallet and like literally like my sister's like oh yeah y'all locked in like you buying him stuff like yeah. buying him buying him stuff because y'all like mind you like this is the summer where like i'm working multiple jobs i'm hustling i'm a capricorn one thing about me i need to get this bag up mm-hmm. i need to get this bag up so like me actually like genuinely like spending money and mind you this is the first time i ever spent money on him like when we went on date when we went on dates he was buying the stuff I was eating the Amazing. food that was come. I was eating the food that was coming out of his money. I mm. wasn't worried about that. So it was just like I was just like this is like the least I can do. Like I'm such my love languages are just like I just love so hard and I love so much That's and like my words of affirmations, gift giving, quality time. Like mm-hmm. I just. I love so hard, and that's why shit be so hard for me. Like that's why like change and adaptations are so difficult me be- difficult for me because we spent all of senior year together. So like y'all, when I'm not in school, I'm hanging out with my dude. Mm-hmm. When I'm on weekends, when I'm not at work, I'm with my dude. I don't know why I'm agreeing. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> JK said, "Yeah, it feels she said. right. It's, it's just true. It should be it's just me. Like, like, be me, but we were not. just like so. I feel we we're like we're attached to the hip. Like that's my best friend. That's my best friend. Like when when people are just like, oh, who's your best friend? Like my first thought is my partner, and it's not even me being like on like no like, oh my man is like my only friend. No, like he's. He's literally like that's my dog for real. Like, and like I said, if y'all have told me anything personally, if I know, my man probably. My man knows. Know it. He know. He know. <laughs> he know. He know. But he whether he remembers it or not, he knows. He, he know. He know. And I think the one thing is like the reason why everything just feels so easy and so good is because like like I said, like growing up, like people just always told me like I talk too much. Mm-hmm. He he openly lets me know how much he enjoys when I speak like he like he talks just shit like that and it's just like he's listening because he'll recall what I say back to me and I'm just like so oh my god wait my man cause I'm I'm used to (laughs) Jake I'm gonna take her head off (laughs) Jake I'm gonna walk out cause like I'm a couples podcast (laughs) I'm used to people like tuning out halfway through my words because at one point they're just like this bitch is just gonna keep fucking talking my boyfriend i will be i'll be ranting i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying for real and i stop and look at this and i say something and i was like wait what was i talking about and he will tell me the whole last sentence i just said everything like we in a book club for real like he got it fucking marked down engraved in his soul and i'm like i love that he fucking listens that hard to me and he's like my biggest fan like my biggest fan like i definitely remember one night i'm like damn like i don't even know what to talk about on the podcast like yada 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 Mm -hmm. and like he just starts like listening off stuff and i'm like wait 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 hold on now hold on now (laughs) let me get let me get the google doc out like it's just like when you find somebody who supports you all the time is great because like even at that like family wise like I feel like me and my mom, like, it took a while for us to get really close, but me and my mom are, like, super close. Like, she Mm -hmm. rants to me, I rant to her. Like, that's really my dog. And, like, Mm -hmm. me and my sisters were really close. So it's just kind of like, like I said, like, I'm such a hard lover. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's why, like, I'm such, like, a, when it comes to my friends, there's just no, there's no difference between the two because I just only know... I want I love people the way I want to be loved. Like that's just the truth about it cuz it's mm-hmm. just like if me personally, I feel like there have been times where like 
there have been times in my life, especially in my early teens, where I've just kind of been thinking, I'm just like, I'm not just, I'm not feeling it. Like, it's not giving what I want it to give. It's not satisfying my soul. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just my number one thing. Like, if it's not satisfying my soul, it's not, it's not doing it. Like, I don't need it. Because if it's not going to be the thing that makes me feel good about what I do, if it doesn't fuel my ego, having an ego isn't bad. It's not bad until you make it bad. And me personally, my ego is just something that I just go day by day with that fuels me to keep working hard. And it's just like if it doesn't fuel my ego because my ego is a part of my soul. Like if it doesn't make me feel like like I'm just on top of the world, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. about having it around mm-hmm. and I think that's like the hardest part about adjusting to college because like some of the shit that I be doing sometimes I'm just like this shit is not it's just not satisfying at all yeah and it's just like I have to do it though because I do want this to like I do want this degree like mm-hmm. I just want I don't know how bad I want my degree <laughs> no like the type of life that I really want to live yeah that's what I'm keeping in it's like, just you're gonna finance that home mm-hmm. yeah like it, just the type of life that I want to live and that I want my future children to live and that I want yeah, me and my yes. me and my husband to live it's just it's so it's I just think about that all the time like once I'm like lacking I'm like okay ho let's get up and like, yeah. get this shit done like you got shit you want like I, I have to genuinely give myself pep talks now like okay girl let's get up yeah we gotta make it to this 8am we gotta do mm-hmm. this we gotta do yeah. that like I have to like really like hold my own hand to get it done because if mm-hmm. I don't get it done who gonna get it done yeah exactly Okay, so I'm gonna talk about being single since you know you guys. Oh, okay. Being single. Wait, since um, can can I say something about relationships and then you can you can talk about being single? Okay, yeah. Because you were um, I don't know what specifically you were saying, but it made me think of this. Um, oh, you were talking about like the men in your life, and how you didn't want to like love too hard and then it go the wrong way, right? And I was thinking about that because, um, face value. I don't, like, you wouldn't think I'm that close with my family. Right. Whatever. Growing up, though, like, I agree with you when you said you was a daddy's girl. Like, I, when I was a baby, I'd only want to cuddle with my dad. Like, my dad would just lay flat, and I would curl up in a little fetus position when I was a baby, and I would just sleep on his stomach. Mm -hmm. And that was my happiest place. They, like, my mom told me that I would just sound asleep when I was there. Yeah. You know, with all my uncles, like, they're coming to be like, you want to go to the store? You want to go get ice cream? Like, yeah. they call me, like, the most beautiful names, like, Princesa, Mi Reina, like, all that shit. Like, I was their world. Mm-hmm. Um, And I feel like that's a lot of the cases for a lot of Hispanic girls, especially Mexican girls. And so, my boyfriend's white. And I had this conversation with him okay. when we first started dating. And I'm, because uh, I was talking about, I was talking about, like, all the extra shit that Mexicans do. Like, I don't expect this man... I don't have a balcony, first of all. So, I don't expect this man to come serenade me with a whole fucking mariachi, a horse, and a bouquet, and ask me, like, out to go to fucking McDonald's, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. for the littlest things, I don't expect that much. I know where I am. Mm -hmm. This is not a telenovela. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the... It could be, but, you know... It could be, it could be. It could be. But, um... And that was, like, in the very early stages of us dating when we were getting to know each other, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. This, this man, I don't, like, ugh, I love him so much. He, one day, his sister-in-law asked, do you guys want to come over after this? Like, after the function, do you guys want to go over to our house? We can just chill, play games, whatever. He goes, I gotta, I gotta ask the queen first. And he turns to me, and he's like, do you want to go to Mikey's and Jacob's after? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, the queen says yes. Oh, my and boyfriend's I'm like, name is Jacob. 
Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's your boyfriend's name? Jeremiah. I was going to say, because I knew you started with a J. Yeah. Like, no, like, actually, can, can we please talk about, okay, y'all, I understand y'all say, oh, the J's ain't shit. Da, da, da. The oh, J's no, the shit. We the shit. When, when you find the good one, when the you shit. find the good one, you will never leave. No. And, uh, okay, you know what? Since we on the subject, my, my boyfriend has nine siblings. He is child number eight out of ten. All of their names start with a J. Uh, and all of them are worth it. Get to cooking. Like, all of them. Get to move. There's three girls, seven boys. Every single one of them has, like, the most loveliest energy. Like, I love being around yeah, his family. Yeah, your boyfriends are cool. Dude. Like, they're... He's funny. Like, my boyfriend, sweetest fucking person ever. I love him so much. Yeah. His family... They're so caring. Dude, I met They're my... so nice. Oh, my God. It's okay, amazing. that's that's it. I I'm said her. <laughs> <laughs> I said you were the I'm last sorry. one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you have to say, Verena? Because about you and Jacob. I just met my... I met his mom once, and Aww. I was just like, damn. Now I just got to keep loving this man even more. Yes. Because, like, his mom is just so sweet. She's just one of those moms. Like, she's just so like, oh, my baby, my this, my that. And I'm yes. just like... Is he a mama's boy? Mm, I wouldn't say he is, okay, but, like, okay. he loves his mom, though. Like, mm-hmm. you know. No, that's good. I hope so. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's just very much, you know, seeing the example, not even, like, the competition, but the example is just, like, I I felt like I wasn't loving too hard once once me and her met type mm-hmm. shit because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's her. Like, yeah. and I'm definitely not, like, I feel like for me, like, when I saw her, I was just like, oh, girl, what I'm doing is the bare men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the bare man I'm on. So uh, mm-hmm. let me yes. just get to cooking. Yeah. Like, you know the phrase, the, like, uh, you date them, not their family. Yeah, mm. bitch, I ain't got no problem being around that damn family. Uh, mm. I love them so much, bitch. Like I be getting to his house, I'm like, "Where's Mrs. Larson at? <laughs> Where, where's my homegirl? I'd be like, "Where's he has a sister that's my? He's a year older than me. He has a sister that's my age. I'd be like, "Where's Joy? Where's Joy? I'd be like, "Is she in her? I'll, I'll be right back. I'll some, be right back. Some about them joys with a J. Like, man. Anyways, I'm glad you guys are in done with happy that relationships. <laughs> Maybe we can give you some advice when you when you rip yeah. it off. I need some advice. Okay, well, just we're gonna be the people that when Jakea goes out on a date, we're gonna be two tables over for real, with like, like fake mustache. For real, like oh my god, I, I probably will need that hearing how we'll be there. Know. We can give you some good spots. We'll be like, yeah. mm, I didn't like the side eye. <laughs> Being single, let's talk about that. It's okay. I came into college with ideas like being single is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can focus on myself. It could be. And then I see people like you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I sometimes feel like, damn. Like, my roommate, she has her little man. Mm-hmm. Y'all got y'all little mans. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, where's my man? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So it's like, sometimes I'm like... It's good because I I'm 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 a little I'm a little messed up like right. I, I got some shit to figure out. That's okay. But it's like I wish I had a man. Okay, let me. I guess let me <laughs> but, put this. In, but hold on, wait. Let okay, me say this. Ahead, let me say go this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I'm not gonna say like I need a man. Like I need a right. man to feel happy. I need a man. Like sometimes it'd be nice, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I'm cold. not saying I need a man to be happy. Never that. Like right. I, I be chilling, you Period. know. But like sometimes like it do be cold at night. Like. <laughs> I think, I, let me put this into perspective for you. Before me and Jacob got together, I was single since I, like my freshman year of high school. So like I didn't start dating until senior year. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, 
I feel like during that whole period, that three-year period, I just focused on myself. Like, I elevated mm-hmm. myself. Like, mm-hmm. was there a fling here and there or a possibility? Yeah, but it just wasn't. It never was worth it. Like, as soon as it would start, I'd be like, mm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like, no mm-hmm. thanks. It was just one of those things where, like, I needed that time to really get to know who I was as an individual before mm-hmm. I got into a relationship. Because I feel like a lot of reasons why some people's relationships kind of crumble is because they don't know who they are without them Mm -hmm. and that's the problem and i think the reason why it's so easy to spend so much time with my partner is because i know that it's not we're not combined as a person we're just two individuals that add to each other yes that's what it is and i feel like that's what relationships should be like you should be an addition to your partner you should be the one who elevates them into a different sense you should be you should be a key to another locked door in their life type thing so it's just like My single friends talk about, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, like, I've been single for so long. It's just, like, once I stopped searching, it came to me. Yes. I was going to say that. Like, it's going to be. It's going to feel like forever. Uh, Okay, listen. Okay, listen. It's going to come at you when you least expect it. My last talking stage, like, the most serious one, Mm -hmm. um, I went for him. I'm not going to lie. I I, I I shot my shot, too, girl. Yeah. yeah. Kobe. I kind of, like, half. Right. Anyways, I went for the man. Mm -hmm. Um, it was cool. Right. Not gonna lie. Um, it didn't end how I wanted it to. And that's the thing, like you said, like you love too hard. I didn't love this man. I'm not gonna say I love the man, but I did care about him. Mm -hmm. I cared about him a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. so like being, I'm not gonna say betrayed, but like being like I, you didn't feel the same way about me. That it, it that is betrayal. That, that is betrayal. Okay, yeah. okay. And so I was like, damn. And so I feel I was like, snagged. But then it's like, okay, fuck him. You know, move. Guess we go back around the corner. Like, oh. oh, I'm sorry. Spin the block. I'm sorry. Like I can, I can do better. Oh. Yeah. He said he could do better, y'all. He said he said it. So okay, we gonna try it. Okay. Doesn't do better. Oh, so it's like, oh, boo. That's why it's like now I'm like I'm done. Let him come to me and I'll like. Like I said with the dude before we started recording, mm-hmm. I noticed that shit right on. I'm like, ah, this shit's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Right. You stink and you're weird. So like, <laughs> <laughs> the mothballs, like this. Gotcha. So I was like, this isn't gonna work. And so I like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, like I can, I'll try. Right. No, if I don't feel com- like, and that's one thing I'm learning is like, if I don't feel comfortable, I don't have yes. to. I don't have to stay uncomfortable in those yes. kind of situations. I it's love. Good. And I'm yes, I'm so glad you know that mm-hmm. because. I feel like some people are like, oh, I'll grow out of it. Yeah. Or like, no. And it's like, ugh, I used to be, I used to be one of those deniers, like, of all the shit. Like, when you know, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah. You know, it's a different experience for everybody. But I'll be so honest. Like, when you know, you know. Like, yeah. if you are comfortable with that person, like, something good's going to come out of it, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, something's, something's going to come to you. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you get a vibe from somebody, run. Yeah, run. Literally. Don't interact with that person more than you have to. Leave. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, I noticed it. I was like, good job, you, you, you did that, you did that. But another thing I was gonna say is about um, the the last relationship. Well, it was a relationship. Um, situation. Yeah. Um, seeing them move on happily yeah. is like something that's like, damn. Mm. And it's like. That that could have been us. I'm glad it's not me. You know, like I'm praying for her. Like I hopefully think, Oh she, yeah, you did show me who you yeah, were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, good for her. 
good for you. Maybe you changed. Period. Yeah. Um, if you, you didn't, know, if you didn't, be hurt, better. You know, like I gotta, yeah. I gotta grow up. I gotta move on. So, you know, good mindset. And if anyone you know got single friends, no, just kidding. I'm yeah, just kidding. but I think definitely, yeah. Like just getting to know yourself yeah. is the greatest like thing that you can do, not only for yourself but for your future partner and stuff like that because it's just like experiences are experiences l's don't mean losses they mean learned experiences Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion and it's just like situationships can teach you a lot of stuff not just about the other person but about yourself because i think one thing that i learned from my past was just like i I'm always in denial. I'm always in denial of a red flag. I always think a red flag was orange. Mm-hmm. I always try you, to, you always think you can dye it a different color. You know, like yeah. very much. I'm like, maybe I'll just dye it purple. You know, something yeah. like that. Like, like no. I always, I always thought, you know, I try my best to live by Keisha Cole's lyrics. You know, you can't raise a man. Because it's just like, if his mama can't do it, I can't. Yeah. Like, just being able to understand that, like, if you can't, my thing is, I always think I can change them, man. Yeah, like, if you can't tolerate them the way they are, it's just not meant to be. Like, if you yeah. feel like you have to morph and mold and change this person into yeah. somebody you can tolerate, it's not that's a you. problem. But even, like, the last situation, I feel like I had to change myself. Like, I had to be, like, less caring in right. order not to get hurt. Uh-huh. See, and that's a place where you don't want to be. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't want to be in a space where you're not comfortable being yourself. Like, yeah. whether you have to mold and shape that person so that they are comfortable to you mm-hmm. or you have to mold and shape yourself to be comfortable to them that's an issue yeah and that's and i mean maybe it's not necessarily like they're a bad person There's they just a, don't feel they yeah. they don't feel your mold the way it needs to be yeah. filled and you yeah. don't feel their mold the way it needs to be yeah and like they'll find yeah. better people mm-hmm. that are better for them not better yes. in general like i feel and like that's, that's a mindset the thing i wish that, that you for have to think too. about right mm-hmm. yeah have good energy like i feel like for me like i went through a phase where I was like, okay, like I'm gonna soft launch myself, mm-hmm. like very much, like I'm not gonna like put everything on the table. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be weird. I'm not gonna be like, you know, like I'm not gonna like tell too many jokes. I'm not gonna spew too many opinions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like the soft launch lasted for like, ooh, I would say like a week or two, and then like once we got like past second date, I was like, man, like never mind, because I feel like for me, like. The way the whole beginning process of my relationship went, I feel like that's why, like, my, like, it just warms my heart and it's so close. It's so close to my soul for me. And that's why, like, I want the best for my friends because I know what I have and I want that for everybody who I love. Because it's just like, um, he asked me to be his girlfriend, like, in the parking lot of, like, Warner Park before we went to a baseball game together or whatever. And it was like everything, nothing was ever up in the air. Like, it just, Everything was so clear. Like, Mm -hmm. I hated... The one thing that I just highly disliked about my previous experiences was I always felt like I had to answer my own questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I had to be my own lexicon. I Mm -hmm. always felt like I had to, you know, like, okay, like, I felt like I couldn't communicate the way I wanted to because toxic masculinity is a thing and Mm -hmm. certain dudes just feel like why should I have to have a conversation with this why don't you just know and it's like because I don't know you like that and it's like like I don't need you to read my mind but I need you to be I need you to be open minded to because there there will be disagreements you you will feel differently about something I feel different and if if it's not that deep that's fine Mm -hmm. 
but if any if it's a conversation that needs to be had you need to have an open mind to stand in my shoes like i'm gonna have an open mind to stand in your shoes right because we need to be able to understand each other and right. when there's that barrier of toxic masculinity whatever it'll be is you should not have to walk around eggshells to be understood by your partner yeah yeah. And it's and that shouldn't be a privilege. Like that, ha- that has to be That's a right. Like you that's deserve a right to feel in a safe. relationship. Because you feeling like you have to like walk on eggshells is a form of abuse. Yes. Like I feel like people feel like in relationships, like if it's not physical, it's not abuse. No, like mm-hmm. verbal, emotional. Yes. Oh um God. emotional so deep. Intimid like intimidation. Like those are mm-hmm. things that like some people like that's a thing. And it's just, like, if you feel like, oh, yeah, like, if I let him know this, he's going to blow up or he's going to gaslight me, girl, the door. And Mm -hmm. obviously, like, it's more nuanced than that. It's more, it's not just like, oh, yeah, if it was me, I would just leave. It's not that easy. Because it's just, like, you feel like this is the only person you can be around. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, you have a a notion of them. So it's just, like, when you go outside of that, you're just, like, are the people around me going to be safe Mm -hmm. once they come around? So it's just one of those things for me where I try my best to come in with, like, a mind of if you feel like this, this is what it is, Mm -hmm. naming what it is, whatever your next move is, do what you got to do that you feel like is best for you because it's just like now since we've named what this is here are your options and what do you think the options are for yourself so that's why I'm just like when you're in the early stages of y'all having a conversation or y'all talking in the era of where when women don't give you their number you hit them with a brick oh in that era Mm-hmm. It's hard to really try to experiment with the relationship mm-hmm. because some people just don't know how to take no for an answer or don't understand that, you know, I don't I don't think we're compatible because at the end of the day, like media makes it seem like men can have preferences, but women need to settle. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that if they don't satisfy every crevice of your soul, there's no point because unset like just that one piece of dissatisfaction just throws all the satisfaction out. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, if you feel like you had to walk on eggshells, if you feel like, oh, he don't agree with that, so I'm not going to say that. If y'all can't have a civilized conversation, real heavy on that civilized conversation part, mm-hmm. real heavy on the civilized. Mm-hmm. If y'all can't have a civilized conversation, there's no point of having a conversation. There's no yeah. point of us mm-hmm. being in the same room. There's no point of us being, you know, having, a, like, there's there's no, there's no point about that. Yeah, There's yeah. no point. And even just, contributing to language because like my number one thing was like for me like I'm new to like being able to name my emotions through advanced language I'm very new to that like I'm new to the oh I feel this way because ABCD and stuff like that I'm new to all that stuff so it's just kind of like when those conversations arise it's just like I come in with the open mind because I'm like I've been there like I know how it feels like to not understand and to not have the exact words or language to pinpoint what it is Mm -hmm. so I don't try to shame people on that because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day been there done that girl I get it I understand but yeah, moving on. <laughs> so our first pop culture topic is celebrity weight. So I don't know if y'all saw it. Well, I, I sent it. But so Georgia Smith, she was like really popular during the pandemic. Like I feel yeah. like she really got like her kick off during the pandemic. She was she used to be like a relatively like skinnier woman or whatever. But recently in her like live shows and stuff like that, she's more like voluptuous she's a thick yell she got a little she got a little meat on her arms she's still gorgeous but the media 
especially people on Twitter have been dragging it. They just men on Twitter. They just been like, who is that? Like, or what happened to her? Or she let herself go. And it's like, she still sings the same. Mm-hmm. If In my personal opinion, I feel like her voice is 10 times more, like, well-rounded right now. Um, but she still sings the same. She's still beautiful. Her face still looks the same. You know, just the body's different, but it's just, like, who cares? Yeah. And the music is still the same premise. But I guess, like, my like, my number one thing is just, like, media is so focused on celebrity and their weight and it gets to the point where like example like when adele lost weight or when uh, gonna lost weight ariana grande they said she was sick and shit yeah she was like girl like i'm getting older my weight fluctuates mind your business like yeah. she's just like simple as that like just the media and celebrity weight has always been like something that rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. because like why are you on a scale why do you care like Look in the mirror type shit. I'm not trying to say that in a bad way, but I'm saying, like, what is that going to benefit you or Mm -hmm. them? Yeah. In a society where, like, fat phobia and just the weight conversation is so, like, like, just, it's not, it's not as innovative as people try to make it seem. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely remember when, like, Lizzo was, like, talking about how comfortable she is in her body and people are like, she's promoting obesity. I think people underestimate it. Like, Lizzo's, like, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, five, she's a stallion. Mm-hmm. So, like, her weight, in a sense, like, she's just, like, I'm a taller girl. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm, like, oh, like, five foot and I weight this much. Yeah, like, I'm, she's not going to be light regardless. Right. And she's just, like, she's, like, I'm a tall girl. Mm-hmm. So she's just, like, my weight is, like, it's not just in one place. Like, it's everywhere. And she's, like, y'all see me. I'm healthy. I'm a vegan. Like, mm-hmm. she's just, like, I literally do, like, I work out. I do all this stuff like that. This is just how my natural body weight is just on me. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to, like, black women or just women of color in general, I just feel like... When it comes to the weight conversation, I'm just like, I hope y'all know, like, the body mass index is highly skewed because the example is white people. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're like, oh, yeah, this is obese. That's obesity for a white person. Let's put this into the contact of a black person, Mm -hmm. especially like I'm not in the medical field or nothing, but I'm no stranger to medical racism. Mm-hmm. And how that plays a very big part in stuff like that. And it's just like I'm just not a fan of like whenever like a celebrity has like a cute little a cute little pooch going on, it's oh, is she pregnant? You know, sometimes they are. But other times it's sometimes like sometimes they just got a body. Right, <laughs> right. Like girls, sometimes like I'm just like periods mm-hmm. cause bloating. Oh my god, yeah. Fibroids mm-hmm. cause bloating. Also, like, I will say, like your uterus pushes against Thank your stomach you. so regardless like there are people out there that got flat fucking stomachs but most women are not gonna get that flat stomach unless right. you're like hardcore in that shit because right. we have uteruses and they're pushing against your body and so regardless mm-hmm. gravity's gonna do its thing mm-hmm. and you have a body and your body's gonna be bodying. Yeah. So I don't know why it's so bad to be a human like you know what I'm, you know yes. what I mean it's like mm-hmm Okay, the whole thing with, like, uh, Coilere. She's really petite, skinny. Yeah. Gets hate. People are like, oh, my gosh. Like, does she have an eating disorder? Is she anorexic? Da-da-da-da. And she's like, no. Like, I've always been 
But like, then take Megan. Megan's a tall, thick woman. Yeah. Oh, she looks like a man. She's this, she's and that. And, like, even at that, like, when Megan was, like, talking about her health journey, health journey, she was like, yeah, like, I was relatively unhealthy. But, like, looking at her now, I'm like, okay, she she's still she still looks yeah. the same, but she's just toned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, y'all don't understand. Like I said, it's the, BM, the BMI is just so, it's just it's based off of white people because it was made by white people. Mm-hmm. And that's literally goes for pretty much everything else that categorizes his weight. And even for the male aspect, I remember, mm-hmm. I, I remember when I saw like my first video of Gunna and I was like, oh, okay, like he lost weight. That's nice. Yeah. And like everybody was like, damn, he fine as fuck now. Da, 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 da. And it's just like Gunna, like Gunna has always been a beautiful man. Okay. Now he just has less weight. That's all. Like, that's fine. Like, it's just nothing. Like, it doesn't make him any less less of a rapper. Like, literally, when Gunna was still of weight, he was still rapping without a background track. Mm-hmm. He was still doing all that stuff like that. And people were just like, oh, because of his weight loss, now he's such, like, a more athletic performer. I'm like, why are you doing a whole dissertation on shit he been doing? Mm-hmm. Stop it. Because yeah. it's just like... Stupid. And then, oh, my gosh. And then it's just like you gain too much weight, you're letting yourself go. You lose too much weight, you have an eating disorder. Like, even when Adele came out, everybody was like, oh, the weight loss. Yeah. Because it was just so surprising because we didn't, like, it felt like we didn't see her until, like, she was much slimmer. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, this just changes a lot of things, like, a lot of things, but it doesn't change anything for me personally yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying like, i'm just it's not something that's like actively in your mind it's not something that should be actively in your mind right it's somebody's like, weight is it's not no importance yes. to you like i'll be honest unless you are somewhere where weight is really that deep and i say that because um because i'm a wrestling manager and i've mm-hmm. been a wrestling manager at high school weight matters weight matters there yeah and like i'd be like I'll be saying this, and it, it'd be sounding fucking out of pocket, because I'll be talking about a 106 being 108, and I'm like, yeah, they're overweight. And that means something completely different. And yeah. Like, people will yeah, like, walk get, by the setting, the setting the is setting different. The setting matters. Yeah. And I feel like that and, like, other sports where your weight plays a part, or, like, maybe health, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. only time that somebody's weight should be on the table. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. then, like, there's no reason for us to be, like this concern with people's weights who we mm-hmm. don't know they're celebrities right. and i feel like the culture around celebrities is so fucked up because they're just people like they're whether whether you're people, shit talking them whether you're idolizing them whether you want to be them whether you fucking hate them mm-hmm. they're just people yeah. and most of them don't give a fuck about you like a lot of them will be like i love my fans yada 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 but you they don't know you. Yeah. And whatever uh, you say or you think uh, is not going to affect them. Yes. Like, there will be the case where once in a while where they'll see a fan say some shit. It'll get to them about their work, about themselves. And, like, that's... Yeah, you got like you guys brought it up. I think last episode, and that's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. But like, Mm -hmm. y'all don't need to be this fucking like the Lizzo jokes. I've seen Lizzo jokes get out of hand, and I'm like, like I think about it every once in a while. But then I'd be like, you know what? What the fuck does it matter to me how much that bitch weighs? Mm -hmm. Like, if she that woman, whether it's unhealthy for her or not, Mm -hmm. it don't fucking affect me. And I don't even listen to her music like that. No, for real, I don't like one song. I know two songs because the Barbie. Yeah. 
I have something to say. Oh, so you if you raise your know- hand, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Guys, I need to." So institutionalized. To say. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know this about me, I'm like a huge Billie Eilish fan. I started listening. I think you were gonna like, call yourself huge physically, and I was like, I was "You can't say, need to step oh. outside." <laughs> um, <laughs> cameras. <laughs> um, okay, I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. Um, I started listening to her when I was like 14. Um, and Billie's known for wearing big ass clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And like it. it I ain't gonna lie, it affected my ass too. I thought I was like cool and shit. But so she's she wears big clothes. People are like, oh my god, she's fat. Like, why is she wearing these big clothes? Like, she's oh my god. The only thing the only thing assets. Like listen. So people are like, oh, like, you know. And um it was a paparazzi picture of her going to her brother's mm-hmm. house. Mm, I remember that shit. And Everyone's like, oh my god, Billy Ash is fat. Mind you, I'm part of this fandom. Like, and mm-hmm. I I'm a ride for Billy. Like, <laughs> she said like no. listen, like I'm like t- like Swifties and Taylor, that's me with Billy. Like oh, I I will You can't it, get it's, worse it's than gotten, Oh, listen. I've gotten better, but it's like I wasn't responding on the internet, but I was responding in person to people who would yeah. say, like, oh, she's fat. She said, shut up, bitch. I was like, <laughs> like She's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking it, about. It pissed me off. It's like, oh my God. So it got to a point where she and then Met Gala. Mm. She wore that Oscar de la Renta dress, mm-hmm. and it showed her curves. Mm-hmm. She did a she did a magazine shoot in lingerie. Oh, I, oh, I hate I hate the new Billy. Like she's I'm like she's the same fucking person. She's just wearing different clothes. Like nothing changed. They bit tighter. Like bit a tighter. little bit tighter. Like okay. and that's why she wore big clothes. It's because she's like I don't want people commenting on what yeah, I look like. I feel like genuinely. That was a really good marketing idea because nobody ever really focused on her body. We was all talking about her music mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. that picture came out. And then all of a sudden it's body this, body yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And then a- once she actually started embracing it, it was, oh, my gosh. Now she's like everybody else. She's going to show her. her bo- she's going to show us her boobs. She's going to show us she her was, ass. I'm not going to lie, guys. She was showing off her, not like bare naked pics. Uh-huh. But she was always talking about her titties even when she had big ass clothes yeah. yeah like so it's like it was just like all of us like you know all of us bigger I, assetted girls was just like girl what what you know about that and then when yeah. she took the shirt off i was like oh, okay <laughs> so oh, that's okay. what i mean so it's like y'all need to calm down and that's it's not, not gonna that affect you it's never it's that deep. deep it's not that you'll deep. probably never see you will never probably touch this girl's shoulder in For reality real. you will not breathe the same air as her but no the Mm-mm. thing is it's like i did <laughs> oh <laughs> Um, she goes like I was there. <laughs> she said, "Talk yeah. for yourself." Mm. Yeah, the air was amazing. Um, <laughs> but it's like um, the picture paparazzi's. I personally think paparazzi's. I understand the use. It's like okay, it's a singer. We're technically paying their bills. Yeah, yeah. but they're singing. Have you ever been to a concert? Doesn't that concert feel weird? Like you're paying for this person to sing yes. to you. Yeah, I thought about that when I, when I went to her concert. I was like, damn, I just really paid this bitch. To I went sing to go to see Bryson Tiller. It was like on my anniversary. I got me and my man uh, like some tickets or whatever. And y'all, the way I pretended like my man wasn't even there, <laughs> I would tell him, I'd be like, I'll hand him my phone. I said, record that, record that, record that. While I was just sitting here like bar for bar, word for word, I was singing. I, me and Bryson was singing like we both did the song together. I was like, no, and literally like I'll be in the crowd. I'm just like, I'm just like, y'all get turned. What the fuck? Ah, no, like, that's oh my a, god, dude, that was me. 
that was me. I was like way in the back, and it's like old white people who got like their tickets off of like the radio. Mind you, I was broke, but like Billie Eilish is my bitch. That's my. She girl. said, "I'm a, I'm a, li- I'm a listen to a song live." Exactly. Yeah. I was like up there screaming my like lungs out, like, <sighs> like singing and like crying and like yelling, and people like around me like, "Is this bitch okay?" And I'm like, "I'm fine, sing along, you stupid bitch!" Like, <laughs> like I was like, "I'm getting my fucking money. This is what I pay for." Exactly. This is what you I said, "Y'all make noise, man. What the, the fuck?" fuck? <laughs> like, if y'all pay for a limb experience that's on you exactly. Jaquette paid for the whole I paid for this shit she paid her, her fucking ticket and she's making this a VIP experience for, for herself real. thank you the fact I that I got videos it. of Bryson Tiller on my cellular device in person girl I be, exactly it's like damn. I be getting I be like, getting butterflies in my stomach sometimes I'm like ooh she girl like, I'm like, ooh. the shit yeah. I said fifth grade me would be so turnt right now <laughs> anyways back to Billy sorry sorry rabbit hole um what was I saying? Uh, you were talking- commenting on people's weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, commenting on Billie Eilish's weight because that's my girl. Um, after the whole paparazzi thing, she went and did an interview. It was like, yeah, like I was just going to my brother's house. I, I was just being a human. I was right. chilling. I, uh, what do y'all want me to do? And we then it's like she started going to the gym. She's a lot slimmer now. And it's like, right. oh, she lost weight. Look what you guys did. Girl, we need a, can we please, like, leave this whole BBL effect shit in the past? Because, like, yeah. it's just kind of like, dude, like, it's a regular thing. Like, as we speak right now, girl, my stomach is not flat. My stomach isn't flat. Uh-huh. Like, is it flatter than most? Yes, but it's not flat. Like, girl, like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, when I eat sometimes, it looks like there's something else growing in there. But no, girl, it's just food. Like, I think for me, it's just the realistic human body. It's just getting to that point. And I feel like that's just, like, the whole history of just like Eurocentric mm. beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Like I just think about how women just back like way back in like the early eighteen hundreds would literally be swallowing tapeworms to try to get skinny. And I'm just like, oh a tapeworm? Yeah, that's crazy. Like you be putting that shit in you? Right. Yeah, and like I'm crazy. talking about like tapeworms that get like as long as this room. Yes. Oh my god, they be fucking Fuck you. no, what? Dude, when they taking them when they taking them out of people's bodies and T V shows, I'm like, Yeah, that's, I gotta look away. That's why they're just like you can like you can never like actually take a tapeworm out of like somebody's body through their mouth because it's just like it's so long that it's like there are so many complications that can happen while it's being like removed that way so you have to get it surgically removed mm-hmm. and it's just like back in the day these bitches ain't know they wearing corsets that put their whole freaking spine they oh God, put yes. their spine to their freaking rib cages they're not worried about that and it's just mm-hmm. like and then I remember the whole glorification of having a big ass and then literally women had like dresses that would construct to that and it's just like I feel like just the evolution of all that stuff, it just makes everything ten times harder. Because then I remember, like in the early two thousands, like you had the smallest pooch. This bitch is fat. This mm-hmm. bitch is sloppy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, can I get a break, please? Can, can mm-hmm. we can we get a break? Like I feel like a lot of my my athletic journey, it felt like I was like, damn, like I have to look the part. Yeah. Like I can't be big. I can't be like looking like this. Da, 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 da. Like I have to look the part. Like I don't want to look like a thin skinny so people don't think like, oh, ho, you're just skinny. Da, 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 da. But I don't want to look this way so I don't feel like, you know, like mm-hmm. it just was like, and that's why like, especially like even being in the pandemic, it was so hard because like I could visibly see my weight mm-hmm. like kind of 
piling on. And at first, I'm sitting here, like, shaming myself. I'm like, girl, like, you're not that big. You're still pretty skinny. But then it was just like, this is too much for me. And then the body dysmorphia. And then just, like, Mm. the what am I going to do next? And then it just became, it just swindled into so many other things. And it's just because media has an image of what weight is. And especially for marginalized women, you have to look a certain way mm-hmm. to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that even segues us into our last topic, which is the meaning of success for marginalized women. So I got this topic based off of this tweet. And it's this woman, she's she's fat, she's heavier set, and she's holding her fourth degree. So she's holding all four of her degrees. Okay. Yeah, girl, I was saying the same thing. I said, okay, bitch, period. That shit must have been expensive. Mm-hmm. Burr. But she's holding all four degrees and her like her caption is, you know, just got my fourth degree, da 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 da. And then somebody else subtweets her and takes a screenshot of her fingers and they're like, them fat fingers ain't got no ring on it. And pretty much telling like telling them like, oh yeah, ladies, like focus on like focus on being able to share that degree with somebody instead of focusing on getting more of them. And literally she's just like she's like, these fat fingers had to deny three different proposals because they weren't aligning with her dreams. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like growing up in a you know, a more so cultural household. It felt like every time in my mind, I was like, you know, education. It would always be like, yes, but, you know, as a woman, you got to know how to cook. You got to know how to clean. You know, mm-hmm. you got to, you, you, you still got to, you still got to be a woman. You know, you might have education, but you need to have those things to keep a husband. Cause one thing my mom always said was, white men eat African food now too, just in case y'all think about that. <laughs> and it was just always kind of like, they like everything now. Dude, yeah. I got my boyfriend obsessed with sushi. <laughs> I just be sitting. I, I be sitting here wanting a cheeseburger. That motherfucker's like, can we get sushi? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. Uh, yeah, let's go. No. Let's go to Blue right now. <laughs> and I think for me, like personally for me, like what what is it called? Like I made my boyfriend pancakes one time with Ooh. like just like the little mix or whatever. Like, <laughs> y'all, I did not add nothing in there. Like <laughs> it was just water. Yeah, the little um pancake batter egg, and then I didn't even put an egg. No in egg. There. <laughs> no no egg, egg. I said I don't got time for all this. Like I just put I just put the regular shit. Mm-hmm. Literally just put the bacon in the oven. He was eating it. He was like, oh, "Babe, this is so good." Oh my god, yes, nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and like in my mind, I'm just like, honestly, if a man loves you. Girl, he'll yes. eat whatever you cook up on that pot. It's whatever. Yes. Like, mind you, like, my man can throw some little sum sum down, but it's just one of those things for me where I was just like, girl, I thought, I was like, I don't have to be no chef, mm-hmm. chef fucking Gordon Ramsay. Food, mm-hmm. food is the way to anybody's heart. Yeah. And I've cooked for my man once, and it was, <laughs> it was fried eggs. <laughs> and yeah. that shit. He was like, babe, that was that was the best eggs I've ever Bro, had in my like, life. If they like, love oh. you, if they love you, they will fuck that shit up because if they love you, they will love everything you produce. It's somebody mm-hmm. like literally. I love that. It's just, dude, like what she said, bro, what she said. Because it's just like, it's the fact that, oh, yeah, like, my girl took her time to make this. Like, y'all, I was over that griddle. Like, I was, <laughs> let, let me tell you, let me put my best grandpa ever shirt on because I was over that griddle. Like, my life depended on it, ho. He was fucking Chef Gordon Ramsay. Shit, because, and it was just like, even though I did the simplest of things, mm-hmm. he was just so thankful. He was so grateful for it. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm just like, I just, 
I just put water in this shit. <laughs> For real? Like, you just did a little mix That's in. all. That's all. Like, I just... I just poured it. I didn't just, burn it. Literally. Like, I, I was I was just like, yeah. Like, I just made a pair of light-skinned pancakes. That's it. Like, I don't understand. light skin. But it was just like, now, like, even thinking about it now, I'm just like, it's because... It's because I made it. Like, that's the yes. thing. Like, it's just like, when a motherfucker want to be with you, they're... Yeah, yeah. Appreciate everything like, you do. literally type shit like that. And for me personally, I've never felt like my education would ever be a barrier to me getting a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like as a man, why do you want me to be dumb? Yeah, I, I literally, I never really even thought about it. Like my education could hinder a relationship. It, sh- it definitely the fuck mm-hmm. won't. But yeah, definitely. I feel like something that I've had like a struggle with previous experiences is just because of how much capacity of knowledge that I hold and spew mm-hmm. out all the time mm-hmm. it's intimidating for dudes that's where the mm-hmm. whole you talk too much comes from yeah. yeah and it's just like oh it's because you don't know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and it's just like with my partner right now and for life I like I feel like every time everything I say he wants to be a part of it he'll mm-hmm. ask me oh how you know that like and then we'll educate each other that's the thing literally we was literally going on a warm a wormhole like i'm talking about like this shit was so like i would say it was just so gruesome to the point where i had to open a private browser i was like i don't want this on my regular thing or whatever none of that and mind you he was right with me on his laptop on the other side of facetime searching this shit up with me like mm-hmm. we're on a pdf for a book looking <laughs> looking together and i'm just like I feel like I could never do this with anybody else mm. but him. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I feel like as marginalized women and women of color, there's this thought of once you get to a certain level of success, you have to kiss your love life goodbye. You have to kiss your wanting for children and a mm. husband or a, a happy partner. You got to kiss that shit goodbye mm-hmm. because it's either your career or it's either a family, mm. not both. And I hate that because yeah. it's not true. Have y'all seen the whole, like, when guys be like, um, like, it'll be on TikTok, it'll be on Instagram, it'll be whatever, and it's like, guys, marry your girl before she graduates so your name can be on that degree. Ring before like, spring? Why don't no. you go get that fucking degree? Fuck why aren't no. you, why aren't you, why does your name gotta be on it? Why I'm, can't you just be proud that your girl is achieving those things? Right. Me personally, when I get my degree, me personally, when I get married, my last name's gonna be hyphenated. Mm-mm. I've had that conversation with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Same. Because it's like, because like, it's personal for me and it's cultural for me. For real? And it's cultural for my children. And mm-hmm. we've, I know we had that conversation. He's white. I'm Mexican. And like, I've talked to him about my, like how I feel about growing up here mm-hmm. and how I, sometimes I feel like I'm losing my culture. Sometimes I feel disconnected right. from that shit. And I'm like, I never want that to be I'm the case I'm a first generation American. I go through that shit all the mm-hmm. time where I'm mm-hmm. just like, damn, like I feel like I'm the last one and I don't want to be the last yes, one. no. Because mm-hmm. like, who the fuck is going to make pozole at Christmas? Yeah. I, like that shit takes for, tamales take fucking forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, me and my cousins got to sit down and learn that shit because we are, because our kids are going to have that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care who the fuck we gotta fight. Our kids are gonna have that. Like, I don't care who we marry, what they whatever, are, whatever is yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. My kids are gonna have both sides, mm-hmm. like equally, and both, and and they're both two amazing sides mm-hmm. that they're gonna yeah. have. Yeah, and That's yeah, important. Yeah, and like that comes with education. Like, cause like oh. when I was single, when I was just like doing my thing by my lonely. I was when I was applying to college. I'm like, my kids are gonna be able to check off, cause when I'm filing. For scholarships, when I'm filing for aid, colleges, you know, the whole thing comes up about your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, 
parents' education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine has always been didn't high school. Yeah. And mine too. Didn't finish high school. Yep. My fa- my dad stopped working sixth grade to start. Mm-hmm. He he stopped going to school sixth grade to start working. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't go beyond high school. Mm-hmm. Um so me my kids are going to check bachelor, bachelor's or higher. Mm-hmm. My yeah. kids are going to have op- opportunities mm-hmm. that yeah. I wasn't able to have. Yeah. I just, and they're going to have that on both sides. Exactly. Because me and my husband will both be educated. We will both right. be elevated. Like, And that's that's equal for us. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. hold no resentment against him wanting to get an education. He holds no resentment about me wanting to get an education. Exactly. Especially away from home. Mm-hmm. Whether exactly. it be 55 miles, 100 to, like... The, just the fact that like mm-hmm. we both want to elevate each other and yes. ourselves mm-hmm. that should be somebody that everybody yes. has mm-hmm. and it's and it's terrible that that it's not yeah yeah and i think for me like my number one thing was always like i want to be able to once like you know bring like your parents career day or like bring your parent to school day or whatever that is when i ever like if that ever comes up it's just like i don't want my child to feel like oh you know i don't want them to feel some type of way. I want my kids to be proud of me. Like, yes. and I think for mm-hmm. me, like a lot of the times, like when I decided like architect, like when I decided like for architecture to be my major, I was just like, I just want to be proud of myself. Yeah. I want my family to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I just want to have that proud energy around me Yeah. because it's just like, it's not easy, but I, I made it through though. Yeah. And also I just want somebody to see somebody who looks like them. Mm-hmm. Like yes. when you walk into these buildings and these industries, you don't see women of color too much in them. Mm-mm-mm. And when you and if you do see a woman there, she's most likely gonna be white. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like I and that's like always my main thing. I'm just like I want to be able to walk into a space or I want another black girl or another girl of color to come in or another person of color in general to come in and see like a black person there and be like oh yeah like she's she's taking up the space yeah like and that's why every time like when i'm down in the dumps i'm like if somebody's not gonna do it it's gonna have to be me Mm -hmm. and that's what it's gonna be and i just feel like i want to be a beacon of hope to the people to like the extensions of me or to the people who are around me i just want to be those beacons of hope like i just I hate the narrative of if you want to make it, you either just got to be an athlete or you got to work a nine to five so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, for me personally, when I did athletics, I was like, this is not going to be my way out. Mm-hmm. No, like this is just something I do for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's just always been my problem. Like as a person of color, like we're made to be felt like we're made to feel like items and commodities and shit like that. Like we're mm-hmm. like th- we've always been known as an object, not a person. Yeah. And especially with athletics, especially when it comes to like men of color in football or other sports in that nature, they're just seen as objects. As mm-hmm. soon as something happens to them, they're thrown away. As soon yeah. as retirement comes around, they're thrown away. Like they're never taught financial literacy or they're not taught to take that shit serious. And that's why I think that these high school coaches, specifically these male high school coaches, are so damaging for these boys. Because it's just like, you're paying Captain save but you're not saving that boy's education. Mm-hmm. You're saving his hypothetical career. Yeah. You're putting the wrong thing first. Like what happens when and that, like, we've all heard the story. Oh, I told my ACL could have gone pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happens oh. when that's real? And that is exactly. the only path that you ever knew, and that is the only thing that you were going to do. Literally. What happens when your financial aid breaks yeah. with that ACL? Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. There is this guy who used, he lives in Omaha, 
and he used to go to North, and he used to, he, he was so good at football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had a full ride to multiple places for football, and he ended up getting shot, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm-hmm. So he lost all of mm-hmm. those things because his body was his main commodity. And mm-hmm. once he lost that, it was just like big dreams, bye-bye. Yeah. And it's just like... The problem is you're not teaching these boys how to have a possible backup plan. You're you can't you can't lay down on just a mattress. You got to get some yeah. sheets. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to get some sheets. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that your football career is the only mattress that you need? Mm-hmm. You don't need a sheet, you don't need a pillow? Mm-hmm. Come on, now, be for real. Need, you don't even need just one pillow. You don't even need one pair of sheets. Mm-hmm. You need multiple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cuz what happens when those are dirty? You gotta yeah. go wash it. Your your mattress is plain. Exactly, and get another pair. Injuries. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like I'm not praying on nobody's downfall, but mm-hmm. injuries are inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are especially inevitable. with contact sports. Yes, mm-hmm. concussions are real. That's, yes. that's one thing I had to talk to my cousin about. He plays for North, mm-hmm. um, and he's uh, who's that cousin? BJ. Oh, he, you I know, know I know who BJ is. Yes. Yeah. So you know he's a sophomore. So the Today's his birthday. Um, Happy birthday, birthday. BJ. How old is he turning? 16. Oh, sweet 16. Is he as sweet as his birthday? No. No. It's okay. BJ's my dog, for real. But he's getting to the, you know, he's getting older. Yeah. Colleges. Mm -hmm. And football's his thing. He's a starter freshman year. Like, football is his thing. And I'm like, that's how I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, BJ. What happens if football doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Or what are you going to do in college? Like, you want to go to college? He's like, yeah, like, I want to go pro. He's like, but I have other ideas, too. Good. And I was like, but his parents, both of his parents own their own businesses. Like, Good. they doing their shit. Like, so I'm like, Shout BJ. out to BJ's parents, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you, you got your shit. Like, good job. Please. And that's very important. I feel like having your mindset on, like, my other little cousin, what do you want to do? Basketball. Anything what else? else do you want yeah i don't i don't know but like, I, he has been he has been like into photography lately okay which that. is like another really cool thing so i'm like you know ex- mm-hmm. like ex- explore it it's yeah. cool to be like that's how i figured out i like filmmaking i was like swearing up and down i'm gonna be an actress like that's what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. i'm gonna act she said me personally i'm gonna be viola davis so yeah see her at that movie yeah like mm-hmm. you Honestly. still will you still will but i was like that's what i want to do and i was like wait there's people who are creating this shit from their brain. Right. Like, they're writing this shit. They're on set. And, like, the first time I ever created something, I created something for The Rose and acted in it as well. And I was like, wait, this shit is low-key fun. Like, yeah. this is more relaxing than being in front of people, you know, acting. Yeah. And it's like, what what's in here is on paper. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are reacting to it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, people love it. And it's like... It, it made me feel genuinely better about myself than yeah. acting did. But, yeah. I I was a singer. I used to sing for, like, I I was, like, classically trained. So, like, I was, like, singing for close to a decade. So, like, a majority of my life from, like, elementary school all the way up into high school. So I was, like, singing actively all the time. Um, yeah, like, acted, did the whole nine. Like, I was, I am talented, yes. Um, but I think for me... Like, when I told people, like, you know, oh, yeah, like, I, I want to major in architecture, though, a lot of people were just so surprised. And I was like, what's so surprising? They were like, you know, I thought you were going to do performing arts or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I, me personally, I would never use my body as my main source of income. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because it's just like bodies deteriorate, life changes, anything can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once my main source of income goes away, mm-hmm. my income goes away. Yeah. So it's just like, I think for me, my number one thing is I just want financial security in my life. That's like the number one thing. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, oh, damn, like, is this next check going to be able to pay the bill? I don't want to have to worry about, like, damn, like, I'm broke. I don't know where this is. I don't want my child to ever ask me for something and me being like, oh, I don't got it right now or yada, yada, yada. I want to be able to somebody like my my PC today said, like, you know, you know, when a rainy day hits, like some people going to get wet. And that's because they don't have, like, something to – they don't have an umbrella. They don't have a savings account. They don't have extra funds on the side. And I think for me, that's what I want. I want to be able to walk out in the rain and have shit, have have more than just an umbrella. I want to have a poncho. I want to have everything because it's just, like – Literally, like, I want to walk out the house, walk in the house dry as fuck. Mm -hmm. And it's just because simply, like – one thing about me, I've I've said this on the podcast before. My anxiety starts to manifest into physical things, and one thing one thing money gonna do, money is going to stress me out so bad that it turns into a physical ailment. Mm-hmm. I'd be sick to my fucking stomach when I have to look for money, and it's just like I don't ever want my child to feel that way ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I don't, and it's just kind of like when I see boys with such great potential and girls too with such great potential and athleticism i'm just like what else what else everybody has a brain your brain likes something else besides that and it's just like it doesn't even have to be nothing too crazy like you love sports be a sports analyst Mm -hmm. you can do something in sports still and you know not be the player you know what i'm saying like you can still do these things a lot of sports analysts or sports broadcasters they used to play those sports that they broadcast for Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying there's more options than you just putting yourself out there in the field and i know you love the game but it's just like sometime there's going to be at some point in time where you have to stop playing the game Mm -hmm. what's going to be your backup Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just like whenever you try to have that conversation with some people about that they instantly get offended they feel like you're praying on their downfall and it's like no i'm not yeah. i'm asking you you're just like being realistic right the ages that like sports have to retire at is not a place where you should have to and i'll be honest a lot of as far as i'm concerned a lot of athletes like you said don't have that financial literacy they mm-hmm. don't they're like oh, I'm this big shot and I have these big checks, so Mm -hmm. we're going to spend big. Mm -hmm. But your career will not be big. Mm -hmm. Your career will not be long-lasting to where those paychecks are going to stay with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless you're doing it right. And if you're Mm -hmm. doing it right, that's great for you. But you, like, yeah, you never know. And you're going to have something. Like, you're going to... I let a lot of people go back as coaches and, like, that's cool, whatever. Yeah. But that's not the option for everybody and right. there definitely should be something to do and like you said like they can do sports something they can do like business and sports they can yeah they can fucking build a new stadium yeah yes you can promote a team dude, anything like, there's so many things like sports is such a wide it's thing. not just about the physical you playing yeah sport. like mm-hmm. there's so much behind it like how you market the team how because teams teams are a business yes like they somebody owns they the need team. somebody yeah. yeah they need somebody who knows mm-hmm. what is going on 
and like that just makes you a great asset you played mm -hmm. it you have personal experience with it mm -hmm. you going into the background of it is gonna give you a leg up in that mm -hmm. field mm -hmm. yeah so most athletes have a manager mm -hmm. yeah. like most teams have a manager exactly. like there's there's always something to do and like even like segueing back like especially for women in sports it's just like it that's like a whole another rabbit hole within itself because like i said like media portrays women as a ticking time bomb you know what i'm saying like damn like once she gets to that point in time where her fertility's high it's time to choose whether or not you want the kids or you want the career and then mm -hmm. usually when some women decide to have kids and they're like i still want my career because yeah. it's my fucking career yeah. media instantly starts shaming them mm -hmm. and that's the problem and even like going past like sports like example like lauren hill you know they were like you know music or your kids she chose her kids she disappeared for a while and people just kind of was like oh my gosh like where did lauren go she's being a mom like even example with bryson tiller bryson tiller took such long of a hiatus because he was taking care of his daughters like that's what he was doing mm -hmm. and like a lot of people are just like oh that makes you fall off da 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 why when somebody wants to be a good parent it's instantly like damn you just ruined your fans, own career fans think the artist owes them something yeah, yeah. and that's the problem you, they don't it's like they're not your for you don't you. have to listen to them no. they don't owe you anything and this is like this also does go back to like they're people they're allowed yes. to have families yeah they are not here solely for you yes they are in the entertainment mm -hmm. field they do not live to entertain you they yes. have plenty of money Other to things. support yeah. them mm -hmm. they have plenty of things to focus on yes and it's just like i and then also on top of that like when you have like people like oh summer walker or beyonce who like they do have kids and they're just like oh yeah like i'm not gonna show my kids to the media or whatever mm -hmm. and people are just like oh they, you know they complain about it. like especially one thing summer walker does like she'll like show pictures of her and her kids and stuff but she'll cover their faces and people yeah. are like why even show the baby who they and are it's just is not your business and it's just like she wants to show y'all that you know like she's a good mom and she wants to be able to have those types of their things memories. on hand. their yeah, memories well. yeah but it's just like some of y'all and the way y'all treat children is sick mm -hmm. yeah. it's some people so are weird on the internet sick. Yes. that whole blue ivy yeah. train yeah. pissed mm -hmm. me off because i'm just like uh, have you heard about like the kardashians kids like oh when she grows up she's gonna be yes like, that's so weird talking about some continuing the legacy let yes. that girl just be herself oh my god like they're kids you it just like literally makes me like you it's so gross it makes yeah. me like it's not even them choosing to be in the spotlight mm -hmm. like they're babies this is what their family does mm -hmm. it's like sexual and they're sexualizing like eight-year-olds yeah and it's like don't worry about what the fuck they're gonna look like exactly. when they're older like that right now go to jail go turn yourself literally because that's a pedophile literally and that's why i tell people all the time that child's not being too grown you're just sexualizing that child yeah that's it like nobody's <laughs> nobody said that that's what's happening dude like and i think for me personally like these women all came from different backgrounds so obviously they're gonna raise their children different and stuff like that and it's mm -hmm. just like where growing up in the day and age where the internet is at the fingertips of everybody mm -hmm. it's at the fingertips of everybody and everything so like they're gonna end up seeing that stuff and that's why like the whole blue ivy thing really pissed me off because it's just like i remember when i was a kid man sometimes my hair looked wild as fuck i'm gonna mm -hmm. keep it a buck i have a couple pictures where i'm yeah. just like damn 
Yeah. What the fuck is going That's on with my hair? That's part of being a kid, though. That's a part of being yeah, a like kid. You You're just like, mommy, I want to do my own hair. And then you do it. And she's like, okay, good luck. And you yeah. do it. And it's just like, damn. But it's just like, y'all on the internet talking about some, this baby head is nappy. This baby hair is unke- unkept. This da 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 Pull up your baby and, pictures. Uh huh. Yeah. Girl, wasn't you bald when you was like, like four? <laughs> Girl, shut up. Like, it's just like, <laughs> she's so young. And it's just like, y'all on the internet just saying all this stuff about her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on now, y'all. And then they were so surprised when Beyonce had the twins that she didn't show them. And I'm like, y'all literally drug her daughter through the mud like you've seen this girl go to daycare. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck like obviously i'm not gonna show you my next like, set mind your shit. business mind your business you're not getting you're not getting a peek you're not getting a no. fucking look and it's just like mm-mm. But when it comes to celebrity kids it's always just so uh, even with my family though like when my nephew was born like they sent out pictures like hey we're asking like don't post a picture it was the same thing with my sister yeah it's too. like it's just like it's not my sister didn't it's post. It's just human decency. My sister yeah. didn't post that she was pregnant until she was done being pregnant. Yeah. And my sister didn't post my niece until, I don't even know when, until like she was like six, seven months old, I think. I don't know. That's and crazy. even at that, when we was posting her, example, my god sister would post her, she would put a heart over her face. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, That's I'm, how we did my nephew for a while. Because it's just like, I want to be able to, especially being a TT, girl, being a TT is just it's just so blissful and it's just like i want y'all to know that y'all i got my my niece is here my yeah. niece is here but at the same time it's not your business on how she looks like i just want i just wanted y'all to know that my cancer queen is here yeah that's it mm-hmm. my yeah. cancer princess is here that's all i needed you to know mm-hmm. you don't need to see the face it all you need to do is go up go up in the comments and tell me congratulations mm-hmm. and that's all you got to do mind your business yeah. it's okay you're not Mind the business that pays you, ho. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you commenting under that woman's stuff, guess what? She getting money. Yeah. She getting money from your rage. So yeah. mind your business. It's okay. It's whatever. And people just be, people be shitting on Summer Walker so bad Thank for you. hiding her kids. Because she, like, showed on her story, like, she, like, her daughter, I think her name's Bubbles. I think that's what she calls her. Mm-hmm. She is currently in that age where, you know, like, she's learning letters and, you know, ABCs and stuff. So she made flashcards. Mm-hmm. And each one of the flashcards, you know, A, like, all of them had, like, H was for hair. And then, like, it had, like, black hair examples and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And as for nose, she had, like, different types of, like, noses on there. Like, showing her child representation at an early age. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that was that's a important. hard part about, exactly, it's so important. Because that was a hard part about growing up as a little girl who was not white Mm -hmm. there was nothing that was of color and if it was it was so adultified or it just looked so stereotypical and just Mm -hmm. like "Mm, i don't want that no thanks Mm -hmm. i definitely remember all my barbies was white i'm gonna keep it a buck Mm -hmm. all my barbies was white i didn't have no when i came with the skin color crayons like that was the best because i didn't have no skin color i was out here mixing i was mixing random ass shit to get brown yeah because it was just either it was just brown they had all types of shit like white peach like five different yellows i would have to mix like peach and like the darkest brown yeah you know i'm like girl why am i having to picasso with crayons right now (laughs) i'll be honest i'll be honest i don't know um for for the listeners I'm a very pale person. Yeah, I y'all, am. Shania is very. I know Shania sounds very black, but that's a Hispanic word. <laughs> Guys, I am. I am a hundred. Like I am a hundred. I was born here. Both my parents raised born in Mexico. Okay, I'm from Jalisco. I'll let y'all know Jalisco. Y- y'all like, need that accent. That's not no black word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let we y'all know Jalisco. Jalisco's the state mm-hmm. in Mexico. 
Um, and we're from a little, from more from a little town near Guadalajara. That's the widest known place you're gonna know. And a lot of people from Guadalajara are very pale, and mm-hmm. people are like, "Why are you white? You're Mexican." And I'll let y'all know. Like, first of all, that's my nationality. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hispanic is my ethnicity. Thank you. And thank personally, on the race, I on the race boxes, I hit. I prefer not to answer because I don't identify with Period. white. But phenotypically. On my skin, that's what I look like. On my face, it's not. Period. So that's just a question I will never put there. And also, I grew up for almost half of my life in Mexico. So, right. I, I mean, I was growing up watching telenovelas. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I went outside the fucking mariachi was there. Mm-hmm. There was horses in the street. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't struggling so with, fun. like... It does. <laughs> Dude, oh. oh my God, they're so fun. America's so boring. Right, blame <laughs> But... Dude. So, you, I mean, my Barbies were white, but mm-hmm. I was never like, oh, why don't I have a Mexican Barbie? Mm-hmm. You right. know? And it's like, because sometimes, like, yes, representation matters. Because I feel like the question of race, the question of bias of race should not be instilled in that child so early. Like, okay. it should know, this is your identity. This is who yeah. you are. Race is this a social is, construct. You need to know. But this is not something you need to be so heavily concerned with. Yeah, okay. Child. And I am so happy that yeah. I grew up that way. Yes. Because I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. So let's okay. say you have a daughter and she you, she has Barbies okay. and they don't look like her. And she's like, Mama, I want a Barbie that looks like me. What do you... Then I'm going to get her a Barbie that looks okay. like her. Okay, period. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not going to tell her, no, you don't get representation. Yeah. But I'm also going to like... <laughs> she said no. <laughs> but I'm also not going to be like, this is like... A huge issue Mm because also I feel like you shouldn't only be focused on what you are because like me Uh girl I love I love some fucking K-dramas and I know I ain't gonna see myself on there that's Mm -hmm. and it's so and it's great to see other people's cultures Mm -hmm. on TV on screen in books in music yes shit I was I was studying with one of our high school friends Bumika once oh my god I know Bumika Bumika is Nepali. Yes! Right? She's from oh Nepal. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna but cry. But at Northwest, there was a very heavy Karen and Kareni population. So I don't know what I was listening to that day. Mm-hmm. It was not Spanish. It was not English. I don't know what language it was. I don't know if it was in Nepali. I don't know if it was Karen, Kareni. But that shit, they ate it the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that man is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is bust. Or like, they be feeding me noodles? And I'm like, ooh. But yeah, that's my thing with race it's like i never grew up with the question with mm-hmm. the doubtness mm-hmm. of it and i feel like definitely like growing up um i became more aware because i feel like these are questions these are conversations that are hard in america mm-hmm. heavy and sometimes i'll be thinking about it i'm like it's not that deep like some things i'm like it's not that deep like if i went to mexico nobody would give a shit about this i think there is such thing as toxic representation Mm -hmm. because i feel like you know american history just oh my gosh it's giving me a headache even thinking about it right now but american history you know they've i feel like a lot of the times there are americans who try to correct their mistakes Mm -hmm. and they're not even mistakes they're they're crimes um so they try to correct those by being like okay like if we insert a black person here and then a hispanic person here and then the asian person here maybe 
that will fix everything. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the most stereotypical role. Yes. And it's just so like. It's like. But that's why like I'm so into film because I feel like we see the same shit. Change it up. Dude. Uh Oh my gosh. I feel like for me personally, I um as a dark skinned black woman, you know, y'all know I talk about this shit all the time. Like it's the first thing I think about all the time because that's what society has taught me my peers have raised me based off of race because race is a social construct that really yeah. only exists in america yeah that's really that, what it that is i don't go nowhere else to be honest like colorism is more something Color, that's more colorism universal is but no like that like that's just the truth about it like colorism is more so something that's more universal mm-hmm. than yeah. race because race was just created in america as a way to separate yeah. to create a system to show who is the superior people and that's really it like race doesn't really contribute to anything else and it doesn't even make sense because like me, me and mm, one of my friends both both come from the very same fucking place a little darker actually my cousin my cousin yeah we are from the same fucking place domino fucker is about the shade of jakea and i'm me i'm white i'm a, I, li- I'm a little pale literally like there are people and it's like why are we different races exactly like, and it's not even like hispanics don't even get the option to like put like brown or Hispanic exactly. as a racist, racist out of phenotypical like it doesn't have anything to do with you like no. I can understand for uh like black people who I mean cause like black and I've heard the argument of like black is an identity and I totally understand that but for other cultures and other his, like ethnicities it doesn't make any sense like how am I and how is Bumika and how is who else Y'all are and how is white. my new friends who are from fucking India? Mm-hmm. We are all different shades. Mm-hmm. How are we all fucking white? I think, okay, so also another thing yeah. is, like, if you ever have looked at the census, which mm. if y'all haven't looked at it, It'll look at sense. it. It doesn't make sense. They have mm-hmm. nationalities mm-hmm. or ethnicities as race. Mm-hmm. And that's just technically not what it is. Mm-hmm. Because obviously there are three categories. There's race, nationality, and ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know the difference. No. Oh my god, I've had to explain this issue so yes. many times. A lot of people do not. Yes, know the when people are like, like, "Oh, y'all are so concerned." It's with kind of race. the words, though. Yeah. Yeah, but like people, yeah. girl, people, people don't, don't got focus on root. People words. don't got common sense. Yeah. No, they don't know how to break down words. Race is the num is just one thing that just doesn't make sense logically mm-hmm. because in reality, like I said, like as a black person, it just feels like, you know, example. If somebody, if a black person with albinism was to fill out the census, mm-hmm. what do they fill out? Mm-hmm. Because in reality, they are black, types. but they, they're, 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 they're pure. They're, they're like, they don't have melanin. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like they look white to the eye, but in reality, they're black. So it's just like, you know, back in the day, people would, people like who would go around with the census, they wouldn't even ask. They would just fill it out with what they see. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Oh, yeah, like, you see you see a black woman with a child who has albinism because that is, like, a pretty predominant thing in, like, places like Africa and stuff like that in mm-hmm. certain regions. Like, if somebody was to see, oh, yeah, I see a little white child, I see a black woman here, and, yeah, that's it. It's just, like, race is just a misleading thing that is meant to separate. It's a social construct. It was mm-hmm. built by people to create a bigger bias. And just, that's, that's just, like, the truth about it all. And then, on top of that, it's just... Like I said before, nationality and ethnicity are something that's way better. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, 
Americans, you know, and stealing people and displacing people make it difficult for people to understand what their ethnicity is. Mm. Yes. And that's where you get the generalization of African-American and, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff like that. And, like, Native American. Like, for me personally, when people are just like, oh, yeah, like, what's your um, ethnicity dash nationality and i'm like oh i'm liberian american you know my parents are from liberia so my ethnicity is liberian and then i live in america so that's my nationality so i'm liberian american Mm -hmm. but other people can't really fill in that ethnicity blank so then you have the generalizations of you know people who are stolen categorizing themselves and then you have the have you like the black american term for like people who are just like oh yeah like i'm caribbean but i don't know where i am from in the caribbean because of slavery and the slave and the atlantic and the atlantic atlantic slave trade excuse Mm -hmm. me and stuff like that it's just race has just further complicated the displacement and the effects of american colonizers and just Mm -hmm. most colonizers in general because it's just like like you were saying, like, girl, you, you're you not white. No. You're not white. I've had people try to tell me, oh, you look so white. You are not looking past my skin. Because yeah. I'll tell you, bitch, these eyes aren't white. <laughs> my eyes aren't white. Mm-hmm. My face shape is not white. Your no. features don't give. My features are not, your, aren't, they are not fucking Eurocentric Mm-mm. European. Yeah, and it's just, so. it's just it's like, sad. don't irritate me, please. Yeah. And it's just like, then you get into things like race that's based off, like race just creates other things like eugenics and all that stuff like that. There's so and much then, shit. And it's like. It's just an ongoing spiral of like one thing that's just based off of somebody being like, oh, you look like this, so this is what you are. And, and you honestly, look like that, and that's what you are. This and, is another thing that I like to be like. It's not that deep. Like, you and I are not going to be on this. Like, to the people who love to study history, like, all this shit, good for you. But me, I'm just here. I don't care where life originated. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Oh, okay. Like, that type of You had her scared. She's a history fanatic. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I wasn't going to deny history. But, like, (laughs) girl, I was like, (laughs) ah, damn. But, like, I just don't. Like I'm not gonna we got to die. I'm not gonna stay yeah. anywhere and argue with you. I am mm-hmm. a speck of dust and I am just looking for happiness on this earth and I have found that. Mm-hmm. And I am just looking to forward that happiness in my life. Oh yeah. Somewhere. So beautiful. And I yeah, like I don't speakers. give a fuck it where you like listen, I don't care who the fuck is listening to this. But right now in my in my astronomy class, it's called Life in the Universe. Oh. And so there are theories that life may have originated in Mars. And, you know, yeah, I'll do I've my assignment. I'll listen to it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if we came from Mars. I don't yeah. I don't care if there's Real. aliens. If somebody lands here someday, we could be homies. Perf. But I'm it's not, nothing I'm you're not going to rack trip. your brain about. I'm not going to trip about yeah. your ex- your existence. I'm not going to trip about people's weight. I'm not going to trip about celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trip about me mm-hmm. and whether I am happy or not. That's real. In this tiny real. little speck of the world that I am in. Yeah, no. I That's just, real. me personally, I just, the type of history that I care about mm-hmm. is just kind of like, I'm kind of tired of learning history from the perspective of the winner because oh the winner God. is the winner is never going to talk about their faults yeah. and their real. their demises. And this loss everywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This like, like I said, well, like I was saying last podcast, like, niggas, the British, they be talking about the British and American War like they won. Like, oh, literally, so they're like, we gave y'all y'all freedom type shit. And then, obviously, the American perspective is we fought we fought to the death for that shit. Blood for blood. Eye for eye. Uh-huh. Did that. But like, it's just like, what's the truth? 
Yeah. And like, when you think about it to them, America's a tiny ass colony. For real. They yeah. just they like, do not care. they like, said y'all want to be us so bad. I don't even understand why the beef is so big. Like the UK doesn't need the US. Mm-hmm. No. So. We're uh, just people. Yeah. Like a lot of our people. structures of life is based off of the uk like mm-hmm. that's it the only thing was they're just like oh we don't want to be like them and you know have yeah. a king and like shit like that mm-hmm. but we will them. have a president though yeah just like if you really connect the two they're copy paste yeah like it's it's just in a different font imperialism mm-hmm. is just like patriotism dude like it's it's just the truth and i feel like it, oh my gosh like we like just the pulling up from the bootstraps nonsense that shit is so fucking unrealistic and it's just not fair to people who you know you've been dragging by they bootstraps mm-hmm. so it's kind of just like you know w- like why promote something that you've kind of been preventing a lot of people from doing because literally like even past black people while most people who benefit from the american systems have been moving on a lot of us people of color have been trying to catch up we've been trying to pick up the pieces as we move we've been trying to fix the shit we've been trying to fix the shit that y'all been fucking up bro like literally i got so i have like a research job and like i'm currently researching cases using um what's the word Herbius cor- corpus, that's the, type, mm-hmm. that's the case mm-hmm. type. So it's just like petitioning for freedom and stuff like that. And literally like one of my cases, like it has like a bunch of related cases, just like one woman like requesting the freedom of all her children. Mm-hmm. And literally one of the people who she's requesting her child's freedom from is William Clark mm-hmm. from Lewis and Clark. Mm-hmm. You know, the Midwestern, uh-huh. the Midwestern icons and shit like that, that schools and mm-hmm. buildings and pieces of land are named after. Yes, those people. And that's why I never glorify American history. I don't have no yeah. American hero. I will never, ever, ever. Because, girl, what the fuck is that? You ain't no hero. You a regular, regular ass guy who just stole some shit and said, you you plagiarized. You plagiarized. <laughs> plagiarized. That's what you you changed a couple words. Yeah. You you pulled out a thesaurus. You yes. thought you ate that. You plagiarized, Co. <laughs> and in these type of modern societies with education, imagine your ass if they were still alive though. Ooh. Like uh, and people are like getting their ass. Oh, they be getting canceled left oh and right. Yeah, that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Mm-mm. That'd be fucking hilarious. Well, um. That's all we got for today. This one was a little long. <laughs> this is this might be a part two. That, that was that was so long. That was yeah. so long. Um, uh, Jake, go ahead. Show them that 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 pot that that schedule. Go ahead. Okay, all right, guys. We post every Wednesday on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcast. Yep, Apple Music, Amazon Music, <laughs> iHeartRadio. <laughs> All of the above hope, just not YouTube, just yet. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't, don't search. Don't search. Yeah, you can subscribe. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, same name. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at We're Behind the Mic. We're spelled W E R E behind the mic spelled regular, where we'll be posting public interviews and behind the scenes content. Shania, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at in Instagram. Uh, at gold g-o-l-d period roscoe it's r-o-z-c-o um they might be uh zero five after that i don't know but um if you look for it it's it's gonna be the hardest graduation picture you've ever seen you'll know who it is period uh, decorated with the fucking color guard and everything period. my graduation gown you'll, you'll know who it is it's the bitch with the big ass hoops per 
H. Jakea. All right, y'all know where y'all can find me. Jakea Shay. A-K-A-Y-A-L-A-S-H-A-E, I hope. Um, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and then last but not least, you can find me on the gram at Veronica Sarbaugh, spelled V E R O N I C A S A R G B A H. And we'll see y'all next week behind the mic.